0: Today's episode of 3 and 30 is for moms and their kids. Do your kids ever listen to 3 and 30 with you? (laughs) If they do, it's probably because you are listening to it while you're driving them around town or while you're doing dishes and they just hear a snippet of it. But I really think that this episode is worth listening to with your kids. Maybe for a family night before school starts or if you can't be that obvious or they'll just roll their eyes at you. Maybe you could just purposely put it on when they're trapped in the car with you and then start a discussion with them about it after it's over. This episode is about simple acts of kindness that can make a huge impact, and it's all based around an experience that happened to me when I was a teenager. So I really thought it should be included in our teen month, which is actually kind of stretching into teen six weeks, but that's okay. Last week on 3 and 30, we heard from guests Erica Peterson and Tawny Beardall of the podcast Becoming for Teens, and I was actually a guest on their podcast a few months ago. I asked them if I could re-air an excerpt from that conversation from their show here on my show, because it's a topic that is really important to me, and I do share three takeaways, so it fits great with this weekly format. This is episode 93, How to Change Someone's Life Without Knowing It.
1: Instagram about an experience that she had as a teenager, and it seriously brought tears to my eyes. I've read it a number of times, and every time I have the same reaction. It just really touched my heart, and I knew that we needed her to come on here and share this story with you and what she learned from this experience. So Rachel, would you mind sharing that story? How old were you? And just kind of give us a background.
0: Yeah. So when I was in 10th grade, I was in an honors English class and I noticed that there was a new student that I'd never seen before in the class. And that was unusual because I felt like a lot of us were in the same classes over and over that were in the honors classes at the school. And I just noticed, and he was really shy and small, really shy, like wouldn't l- ever look up. Um, He had a rolling backpack and a little like alpha smart, which was I don't know if you remember those, but it was before the time of laptops. Um, He would get out his little AlphaSmart and take notes, which was really unusual. Like no, none of us were doing that. We were all just writing with paper and pen. So he just kind of stood out as shy and a little different. And I never heard him speak ever. And so I asked around and found out that he was actually a homeschooled student who was an eighth grader being homeschooled, but he was so smart that he was, had to come up to the high school for this 10th grade advanced English class. Wow. And yeah, and so nobody really knew too much about him, but somebody knew that his name was Brian and that he was homeschooled. So one day when I was coming into class, he always sat in the front row, and I just stopped by his desk and put my hand out and said, Hi, I'm Rachel. It's nice to meet you. And he like was very surprised and just sort of shyly put his hand out and said, I'm Brian really quietly and shook my hand. And then that was that. And I just went back to my seat and sat down and went on with my day and thought nothing of it. Then the next day when I came into English, I noticed that his hand was on his desk and that it kind of like he looked up a little when when I came in and his hand kind of like moved and it was... I'm like, what is, and all of a sudden I realized, oh, he wants to shake my hand again. Like he was waiting and he had his hand ready. And so I just shook his hand and said, hi, Brian. And he said, hi, Rachel. Mm -hmm. And at first, like, and so that became our tradition. Every day when I came into class, I'd shake his hand and he'd say hi. And then I'd go and I'd sit down. And At first, he was really like shy and timid about it. And then over time, he was looking up and he was waiting for me and we would laugh and shake hands or high five and other kids in the class sort of started to catch on and shake his hand too or just say hi, Brian. And he just seemed to feel a lot more at ease in that class. That's awesome. Yeah. And so then I just went on with my life and he came up to the high school that next year as a student and so I would see him around in the halls and every time we saw each other we would shake hands
1: that's so <laughs> <awful>. <laughs> yeah
0: and just he really came into his own and made friends and he was still himself and kind of this you know a little bit shy and different kid but he found his place and I was just grateful to be one of his friends but then what ended up happening was my senior year of high school, I was working with student council. And so I was at the back to school parents night, I was handing out papers. And this mom and dad approached me that I didn't, I'd never seen them before. And they walked up to me and kind of stood there expectantly. And I'm like, who are these people? And they said, Hi, we just want to shake your hand. We're Brian's parents.
1: That's the best.
0: Yeah. And so I shook their hand and they just told me how grateful they were for the influence that I'd been and that I'd reached out to Brian and that he'd come home and told them that he'd made a friend and how just it was so touching and meaningful to me. I didn't even know that that really small gesture was making such a big difference. And then to have these parents come and say, thank you for doing that for our son. It meant so much to me.
2: I love that. It makes me feel like you just know how how to place he felt like he's not the same age he's homeschooled so he's not even involved with any other students and then you just like made him feel like he existed
1: that small act of kindness was so powerful and even so that he came home and told his parents about it
0: yeah i know it's that that's huge and the amazing thing is, is that it doesn't end there um so he came and saw me in my senior year. I was Adelaide and Guys and Dolls, and he came and watched the musical and brought me flowers and he had his mom take a picture of us shaking hands. And that's the picture that I shared on Instagram was us shaking hands with me after the play. But there's even more to it that I didn't share on Instagram because I didn't have room. but um I mean, it just I, I just couldn't believe how thoughtful he and his mom were, but on the night of my high school graduation, I just heard this knock on the door and I opened the door and it was Brian there with his mom and he had made a little photo album for me with that picture in it, the picture of us shaking hands with the most thoughtful note that I will treasure forever. In fact, before this interview, I just barely looked up and found it in my journal that I have. Um And I can read. Do you want me to read it to you? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, Rachel, where can I begin? These past four years, you've been an incredible friend and mentor to me. Ever since that day when you defied rationality and stuck out your hand to a nerdy eighth grader, I've Mm -hmm. thought of AHS as a great place to be rather than a place of hostility and unfriendliness. Sometimes I imagine what eighth grade would have been like without that friendly handshake and caring smile, and I never like what the vision shows me. I guess I never told you how great it made me feel that someone noticed my presence in the class and cared enough about me to make friends with the weird little kid who had a bowl haircut and ugly glasses. More than anything else, your friendship made me feel like I belonged. This photo album can be just a small first payment on the debt of thanks I owe you. Thanks for all the handshakes, hellos in the hallway and the deep compassion that comes so naturally to you, your friend, Brian.
1: Well, thanks for making me cry again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, that is like, that note is like one of my life's most treasured possessions, as you can tell that I still have it. Right. Um, and And I don't ever share this story to be like, look at how great I am. Whoa. But because it wasn't that, it was just such a small thing that I didn't realize was making a difference. And so I feel like that story motivates me to continue to try to be that kind of person because you just never know the impact that you're having on someone.
1: Absolutely. And that's why we wanted you to share this and we want you to be able to help our teens see this bigger picture as well, that these little things really do make big impacts. So what's your first takeaway?
0: So my first takeaway is just to look around and notice. And I feel like that is, I'm really speaking to teens today, um, but I just as much think this applies to moms. Whenever you're in a group, just look around the room and notice if someone's sitting alone or that they appear to feel awkward. Um, cause I feel like it can be so easy to get caught up in yourself and your own friends and your own life, but you can just take like make it deliberate when you're in a group of teenagers to stop for a second, scan the room, and ask yourself, is there somebody here that could use a little friendship right now?
2: Totally. I think the hardest part of this is to be really brave and just do it because you so many times are going to feel scared to do that to look around and make a move. Mm. You might notice but to make the move takes some bravery. So if you just stop focusing on what people think about you and just do it and think about the long-term outcome that it would maybe make somebody else feel good your problems and your worries about what everybody else is going to think about you they honestly really lessen when you just start moving and start noticing and make an action. But if you're the first one, others honestly will follow and people really do notice good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually my second takeaway was to initiate the first gesture of friendship, even if it's scary or forced. And um, I think that I do want to acknowledge that sometimes it it will feel forced and sometimes it may not even be well-received. Like you, it it may be that I had introduced myself to Brian and he'd, you know, rebuffed me and not wanted to shake my hand. I don't know. Or that he would have shook it that one time and thought I was weird and never wanted to do that again. But it wouldn't have changed the fact that I was still living as the person that I want to be, which is uh, somebody who's looking outside myself. And so even if I would have felt awkward or rejected at that moment, I still would have been able to be like, well, you know what? I tried to make a friend and I tried to extend a kindness and it's okay that they didn't receive it because I'm still being who I want to be.
1: I think that is huge. I like to go back to that golden rule just to treat someone the way that you would want to be treated and putting myself in someone else's shoes has really helped me decide how I want to move forward in situations like this and realizing those small acts of kindness are everything they may lead you to grow these lasting connections. I don't know. Have you been in touch with Brian at all?
0: You know, it's interesting is that we've been, we've not really until I did that Instagram post. So I think a couple of times over the years we connected like for a second over social media or something, but then we would lose track of each other. Yeah. And after I wrote that Instagram post, I was just remembering and thinking about him and I had looked for him on Facebook before and he hadn't been on there, but it had been a few years. So I got back on Facebook and I looked him up. This is like a couple months ago. And um, immediately, like I saw the profile picture. I'm like, yep, that's hey. Brian. Like he looked just the same. So I reached out to him and it, had, it was obvious that he hadn't been active on Facebook in like maybe a couple years. So I didn't know if he would ever see the. Message, but he saw it, and he responded, and we like got to catch up and hear about where he 's at in his life now and oh
1: wonderful it was
0: so great, and I love that social media can can do that
1: no kidding. I like that this experience can either help just realize that you touch somebody 's life in the best way possible, and I love that he responded, and he told like writing that letter to you, I think was huge that he acknowledged that and how brave of him to be so vulnerable at such a young age to let you know what an impact that had on him. I think that's so awesome.
0: Oh, totally. And I think it speaks volumes to who he is. I mean, the whole experience speaks volumes to who he is. All he needed was like a tiny nudge of friendship. And then he really just like came into his own and blossomed. And like you said, really for him to go out of his way to be so thoughtful to acknowledge to me and thank me. I mean, that shows so much about who he is. And sometimes you're not going to get that kind of reception from people when you're trying to friendship them. But like I said, that's okay. It's still worth it to initiate the first gesture of friendship or kindness to someone.
1: And you know, you're being true to who you are. And I think that's really important. Yes. So what's your final
2: takeaway?
0: So, and then my final takeaway that I learned from this experience was that a really small act of kindness is enough and I feel like that's important because we can sometimes think that we need to change the world for someone or if we invite somebody to sit with our lunch group that means that we need to hang out with them every single weekend like that's not what it means Um, so if as a teenager you are thinking well I know that person's lonely and i probably should acknowledge them but i don't really want to be their best friend you don't have to be their best friend like a small act of kindness can make a really big difference just saying hi shaking their hand inviting them to sit with your lunch group doesn't mean that you have to do everything with them for the rest of your life you can still have a profound impact by just doing really small and simple things for other people so that's especially important like if you're really busy and you feel like you don't have time to do a lot of service like these are things that aren't really time consuming just keep it small and simple and reach out to the people around you and it can make a really big difference.
2: I have a question for you Rachel. So I was as I was thinking about this takeaway, I was just trying to think of some practical ways teens can do this because I do think I think especially with our, you know, just phone usage and device usage, sometimes Mm. that awkwardness feels even bigger because we're so used to getting out of awkward situations by just, like, looking at our phones. So Mm. I'm just trying to think of maybe some other practical ways that we can do those small acts of kindness. So, like, one thought I had was just, like, to pay attention in a circle of friends that your back isn't turned to a friend, like, or... Maybe mm-hmm. tell a joke to somebody who seems like they're not quite a part of the conversation just to make them feel invited into the conversation. Those kinds of things. Like, do you have any practical ideas of how to make those small acts?
0: Yeah. I think, first of all, I love your suggestion about your back being turned. Like, I think just being aware of, of It's like I said in that first takeaway of noticing body language and placing and just, like you said, making the circle a little wider so somebody isn't standing on the outside of it, but they're standing in it with you. I think that's important. I think using people's names yeah. is a really small, simple way, but just to to tell people I see you. And this is something that I tried to do as a teacher was that when I saw my students out in the hallway, I would use their name and say, Hey, Preston, or Hey, D- Dana, or whatever, when I was walking by. And um, one of my students told me, he's like, thanks for saying my name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hadn't heard my name all day, like nobody had acknowledged wow. me. And I'm like, holy cow, like, and and yet, sometimes it can feel almost too personal to use someone's name, which sounds weird. But if you don't know them that well, you just kind of want to continue to pretend like, Maybe you don't know who they are or, you know,
2: Yeah.
0: but, and when you say their name, it can feel vulnerable because it's in essence saying like, Hey, I acknowledge you. Do you want to be my friend kind of? Yeah. And, but if you know someone's name, use it, use it. you know, and I, because I think when people have used my name and I hadn't realized beforehand that they even knew who I was and then they say, Hey, Rachel, how are you? I'm like, Oh my gosh, they know who I am and they care about me. And so that's such a small way for a teenager to make an impact is just to simply use their classmates' names when they say hi to them.
1: Yeah, and that's an act of bravery right there.
0: It is. Yes.
1: I totally agree with that and I can actually remember as a teen I literally have moments that I think about where I knew I should do something that was nice or you know, a small act of kindness and I didn't. And I remember mm-hmm. those moments because I was worried of about being embarrassed or just the whole fear stopped me from doing it. But now I tell my kids all the time that you will never regret being nice and going the extra mile to show someone kindness. And you always, always regret treating someone poorly. So when in doubt, just be kind, just do it. Like you don't want to live with regrets. And when the thought comes to you, just move forward and do it.
0: Yeah. And I even think, Tawny, one of my favorite episodes from your show where you talked about getting mad at the man at McDonald's mm-hmm. and how you lost your temper and then you guys separated ways and you were both mad. I mean, you could have left it at that, but you did the scary thing and you went and apologized yeah. and, and he could have, he could have rebuffed it. He could have been like, you know, whatever lady. Yeah. Um, and you risked that because you wanted to be the person that you knew you actually were and so you risk that. And in the end, he had a really, I mean, I was so touched when I remember you said like he reached up and like touched your arm. Yeah. And said like, thank you for apologizing or it's okay or something. And I'm like, oh, you did something small but scary mm-hmm. and you risked that maybe he wouldn't like it, but you did that because it was who you are.
1: Well, thank you for saying that and bringing it up because i I remember thinking he's probably going to get mad at me. But I thought about the regrets I've had. And that's the point is like, I don't want to live that way anymore. I want to just be true to who I am, no matter what, no matter how scary it is. And that was a huge eye opener to me. And it's something I need to continue doing because I'm not going to be perfect and I'm going to mess up and make mistakes. But I hope I now can always just like scan the room and just be the person that I know I need to be and that my heart wants to be. Yes. So I thank you for bringing up that story because it is one of my, I don't know, it, it was funny, but it was really impactful for me personally, even.
0: Yes, definitely. And I was so grateful you shared it because I think there are huge lessons there.
2: Uh, okay. So, will you please recap your three takeaways for us? And then we have a final question we want to ask you.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. So, from my experience befriending Brian and shaking his hand, I learned to look around when I'm in a group of people and notice if there's someone who looks like they might be able to use a little gesture of friendship. So first step, look around to notice. Second step, initiate that first gesture, even if it's scary or forced. Just get your courage on and do it. And then third, remember that a small act of kindness is enough. You don't need to change the whole world. You can just reach out in small and simple ways to be kind to someone.
1: Love it. That is simple and powerful at the same time.
0: I want to thank Tani and Erica for allowing me to air that excerpt from their podcast, Becoming for Teens, which you can find on any podcast app. And I'll also put a link in the show notes if you want to find more of their work. And like I said in the interview, I certainly don't share this story to boast or to make it sound like I'm a great person. I just want to reinforce how truly simple it can be. To make a big difference in someone's life by just reaching out. In my case, literally reaching out with a handshake. And I hope this is a story you'll share with your own children just in time for back to school. Because our schools need more kindness, more kids reaching out, more kids getting brave about making friends with people. And we as moms need to do the same in our circles of influence and the women that we come in contact with every day. And speaking of back to school, as soon as summer ends and I have more quiet work time during the day, I'm going to finish writing a course about how to grow a podcast. And I would love for you to get on my email list if that's something that you might be interested in. You may know that a few months ago, I partnered with Monica Packer, who's the host of the show About Progress, to start Podcast University, and it's been a fantastic experience. We will be reopening enrollment for Podcasting 101 How to Start Your Podcasts, as well as offering my new course, Podcasting 201 How to Grow or Build Your Podcast. This fall, and we can't wait. So if you want to be the first to know about it, as well as to receive weekly podcasting tips from us in the meantime, please go to three and thirty podcast forward slash tips to sign up. That's three and thirty podcast forward slash tips. My friends, enjoy your kids this week. Enjoy the last few weeks of summer. Reach out to the people around you, and remember, I am always rooting for you.